Guys, I've gotten a little older, and as I get older, I get a little softer, I get a little fatter, I get a little lazier, and I think that that's okay, but it's not okay because it's easier to not be that way thanks to Ageless Mayo Max. Ageless Mayo Max, they've got a patent-pending formula with an ingredient that's going to boost your total testosterone that increases greater uh, muscle size and twice the reduction in body fat percentage than exercise alone. They've got an amazing 64% increase in nitric oxide, which can be handy in the gym and in the bedroom. Take your manhood to the max, guys. Try your first 30-day bottle for free. All you have to do is pay shipping and handling. Not 10 days, not 15 days. A full 30-day supply for free when you text the word PRIME, P-R-I-M-E, to 797979. Finally, a formula that boosts total testosterone. If your results with Ageless Mayo Max are too intense, please decrease use for your free bottle. Text PRIME. P-R-I-M-E to 797979. That's prime to 797979. Message and data rates may apply. Let's start. Not Sam Wrestling. This is Not Sam Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. just wrestling stuff happening all the time all the time there's other stuff going down who knows things are moving so quickly these days it really is incredible welcome to not sam wrestling i think we're at episode 207 i think special episode this week i'll get into it a lot to go over a lot to talk about it's been a it's been a busy week now i'll tell you this is a very special episode because today We're going to all get to listen to the 200th episode spectacular that went down at Caroline's on Broadway here in New York City over the summer. Today, you're going to get to hear Dalton Castle. You're going to get to hear Bruce Pritchard. You're going to get to hear Corey Graves. You're going to get to hear Pat McAfee. Guys that came out and supported the show. I appreciate all of you guys that came out and supported the show. And all you guys and girls that are going to be here on the podcast this week listening to the podcast version of that big spectacular. I'm very, very excited. You get a lot of insight, a lot of very hilarious stories, and it was was a loosey-goosey feeling, you know? It was a night show. Might be some language thrown in here and there, but, you know, it was a fun night. It was a fun night, and I wanted to share it with you, and we will share it with you. Now, I will tell you, there's no state of wrestling this week, and that's because uh, I'm out of town uh, this week. And there was no uh, option. I thought this was a better option than doing what we did when I was in Europe and finding a hotel room to try to piece together a state of wrestling type segment. You know, I'm uh, taking Jess to Disney World for her birthday for the week. Well, not the full week, but for the time that I would be recording this. So that's why I decided to uh, put together this special for you. So before we get into uh, the live special with Corey Graves, Pat McAfee, Dalton Castle, and Bruce Pritchard. I will tell you that I went deep in to uh, uh, Super Showdown. Super Showdown, all my thoughts that spilled out of me. I woke up early on Saturday morning, 5 a.m. East Coast time, and watched Super Showdown. I did doze off for some of the middle part, so I had to go back in the afternoon and watch the part that I missed. But what I did do is I got together with Peter Rosenberg, and he and I did a full hour plus long podcast 
strictly about Super Showdown and what we thought of the show. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, you can hear it at patreon.com slash notsamwrestling. All of the Not Sam shows at every level have access to hear that show. We're doing a lot of stuff over there. You know, we're keeping this podcast independent. There's no bigger brand over this podcast, and that's important to me. It came up. You know, you, 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 I've spoken to various companies. I won't say which ones, but it's come up in the past, and I go, you know, I, I want to keep doing things the way we're doing it. And the reason we're able to do that is through the great advertisers and through you, Not Sam Shills. The Not Sam Show community is becoming just that, a community. We've got a great Discord room. If you download the Discord app and you're Not Sam Shill, the the uh, link is right there on the Patreon. And any wrestling show that's on, people are super active in it, even when there's no wrestling shows on. It's just active all the time. It makes me really, really happy. I'm always lurking in there. So I enjoy that very much. Every level Patreon uh, person, Not Sam Shill, is able to get into the Discord room. Uh, we also do uh, videos early and sometimes exclusively for the second tier, the indie darling people. We do live video for and bonus videos that are only available for the superstar level, Not Sam Shills. And there's exclusive merch and free access to Not Sam Live events for the Hall of Fame level, Not Sam Shills. But I listen to you guys on Patreon, and I listen. I want to create the best experience possible for all of you guys. And I know the one thing that I get asked about more than anything else is when are the captive audience shows going to be available for the Not Sam Shills at patreon.com slash notsamwrestling. And I'll tell you, this is the week we're going to do it. This week... I will start, they may already be there by the time you're listening to this, I'm going to start uh, uploading the old episodes of Captive Audience and new episodes. So, there's a promise that anybody who's a Not Sam Shill on Patreon is going to get two bonus shows every week. Well, one, of the, one or both of those bonus shows could be a Captive Audience show, but I'm telling you right now, the old episodes that are going up, None of them count to that, too. Those are all just bonus extra content that's going to be available at patreon.com slash notsamewrestling. Of course, we already did one bonus show for Super Showdown. So we'll do another brand new one and upload all, start uploading all the old captive audience shows this month. Uh, I'm very, very excited about that. Now, I think to me, the biggest takeaways from Super Showdown a few days now, almost a week, removed is everybody talking about John Cena's hair, of course. Uh, and, and the fact that I feel like Super Showdown really was the transitional moment for when we see John Cena more as an actor who pops back into wrestling than a wrestler who's popping up in movies. You know, I think John Cena is fully making the transition into acting. And it's really interesting that they said on commentary, and I believe it, that he's spending most of his time in China. And I don't know if that has to do with his personal life. I don't know if that has to do with the fact that, you know, he's... He was uh, uh, a top WWE superstar and about to marry Nikki Bella, and then all of a sudden, he's a single guy again and not wrestling all the time, and maybe he just needs a change of scenery, or maybe he's doing business over there, or whatever it is. It's the first time we've seen John Cena in a position where I believe wrestling is secondary in his life. I think he gave us over 10 years of a guy who put the WWE as the top thing in his life, which is more than most people who go through that company. I mean, think about it. The company that you work for, 
or the school that you go to. That's not the number one thing in your life for the most part. John Cena made his work the number one thing in his life, and we all benefited from from it. So uh, it's mixed. It's a it's a it's a little bit of a mixed bag when you see John Cena starting to transition out because who's going to be there to take that mantle? Who on the main roster? is going to completely put WWE, not just wrestling, but WWE first above everything else in their life. It's a very, very rare thing. And that's one of the reasons why John Cena was so special, because he did put WWE first above everything else in his life. So it'll be interesting, really, really interesting, to see uh, how that transition goes. And speaking of Nikki Bella, uh, I'm really, really interested. I'm taping this technically, it's before Raw of this week. Um, so I don't know. I'm assuming that this week on Raw, we'll get further into the story of the Bellas and Ronda Rousey, but it really seems like the Bellas are going to turn heel. And if they turn heel, boy, do I really hope that that Divas faction that I've been talking about for the last couple weeks on this show becomes a reality. I just think, you know, having a Survivor, a, a Raw Women's Survivor Series match where it's the female WWE superstars versus the WWE divas would be amazing. I, I think that it, it, they would do it in a way that they're trying to empower the divas and trying to say that the divas are part of the women's revolution. But, you know, the the, the messaging has been so clear for so long, I don't. I think all of us would buy into the fact that they're heels. So I'm very, very excited about that. I'm, I, I think that uh, we're going to have to jump right in to Evolution and to Crown Jewel. You know, they just made the announcement at the time of this recording that Crown Jewel is actually being moved in Saudi Arabia. It's still going to go down in Saudi Arabia, but it's being moved from a 65,000-seat stadium, which is, you know, slightly smaller. I think Camping World in Orlando, the Citrus Bowl, did somewhere in the 70,000 neighborhood. So just just slightly smaller. We're, we're moving from something that is just slightly smaller than the Citrus Bowl, to a 25,000 seat arena, which that is just slightly bigger than Madison Square Garden. So it's a pretty big uh, step down. I don't know if that has to do with uh, tickets being sold. I don't know what, I, they didn't really say what that has to do with, but it's really, really interesting that it's only the second Saudi show. And instead of doing a stadium show, it's an arena show. It seems like a weird thing to go all the way to Saudi for an arena show, but it is what it is. Uh, I think AJ Styles—the lineup looks strong. Matter of fact, the lineup for this show looks stronger it looks stronger than Super Showdown, and it might even be stronger than the Greatest Royal Rumble. If you're talking about Braun versus Brock versus Roman Reigns, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the title, and potentially Shawn and Triple H versus The Undertaker and Kane with Shawn coming out of retirement, that's about the biggest lineup we've had all year if that is what the lineup looks like. So, you know, they're still going all chips in on this show. And and I'm looking forward to it. I guess it'll be another Friday afternoon show in the States if they're doing it on the same day of the week. I don't know for sure, but we'll do something fun for it, that's for sure. We have Evolution coming up in, like, probably three weeks, and then a week after that, Crown Jewel, and then three weeks after that, Survivor Series. And that, dude, I can't believe how fast time's going. Three weeks after that is Survivor Series. Then we've got one pay-per-view in December. Then we're at the Royal Rumble, and we're already headed to WrestleMania 35 in New York. It's, it's amazing 
how quickly things are going. And that probably has to do a lot with how many big shows there are now. Not only do you have a big four, but Money in the Bank is being positioned as a big five. And you've got at least, between the two WrestleManias, three internet giant international shows just that have been announced. Who knows if they're going to sneak in one more before April. And Evolution as a, the giant first ever women's pay-per-view. There's never been a time in history where WWE was running at a pace like this. Pretty unbelievable. Pretty unbelievable. Uh, let's get in to the special attraction of this week's show. Uh, this week, we go to Caroline's on Broadway. This happened SummerSlam week. Uh, it happened live in front of the audience. And now it happens for you, Not Sam Wrestling podcast listeners. Pat McAfee was there. Corey Graves was there. Dalton Castle was there. Bruce Pritchard was there. Everybody got together to celebrate the transition that we made from Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast to Not Sam Wrestling and the 200 episodes that we had done prior to this. Now, the video for this will be available on the YouTube channel eventually. It is available right now at patreon.com slash notsamwrestling for everybody that is a indie darling level shill or above. So you can watch the video of this right now on Patreon or it'll be available for free as always on YouTube in a week or two. So sit back, relax, and enjoy from Caroline's on Broadway the 200-episode celebration of Not Sam Wrestling. The Not Sam Wrestling interview. Um, I want to bring up to the stage uh, the first person who's going to accompany me and accompany us, really, on this journey tonight. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, the man who gave this podcast the first interview that he did after winning the Ring of Honor Championship of the World. Ladies and gentlemen, Dalton Castle. Let's give it up for him. Here he comes, he's doing his YouTube show and everything. Dalton Castle. Get that cute ass up here. Whoa, 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 oh my God. Oh my God! Sit down. Okay, sit down. You gotta listen. What? Yeah. He's shouting. You're shouting at the at the guests. <laughs> you screamed in your mouth. Whichever one you want, bud. Sit down right there. Sit down right there. Sit down to my right. I'm fired up, Sam. Did he just? I can't believe it. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. On the Stone Cold Podcast. This is no. amazing. No, Dalton. This Where is, is he? Bring no. out that rattlesnake. This is, uh, Come on. No. This is, bud. Bud, this is, this is my podcast. It's mine. Remember we did it in the... This what? In the studio with the Labradoodle. This is another episode of that show. No, but we're in a different room. This is not the basement. No, I know this is not... <laughs> This is not my basement. I couldn't have fit all these people in my basement, but I, I, I invited you to a different room. It's a special show, but it's my show. It's not, Stone Cold's not here, man. He's in Victoria, Texas. I don't, You're, yeah, he's not here. Are you doing one of those things that the people call in the industry a rib? <laughs> no. Ribbing me? No, no, he's not. I don't, I'm not, I don't do ribs. He's not, it's just, it's me and you, bud. I don't know if you guys can see, but my face is wearing a lot of disappointment right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, no. I have okay. one fan. You do. You do. <laughs> All right. You do. It's good. It's exciting. A lot of people don't even have one fan. So yeah. 
it's 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 a really exciting thing. Dalton, Dalton, well, I'm Castle, happy welcome. to be here, Sam. Thanks for having me back. I'm happy to have you. Um, Regardless of the ruse. Right. And congratulations on 200. This is crazy. Thank you. And I was telling you, you know, backstage, without you, we'd be celebrating episode 197, 198. You, I wouldn't have had those two episodes no, that you no. did. No, no. They would in the ether, and you probably would have stopped. I would have quit. I would have said, I don't have a guest this week. You would have texted me and said, Dalton, you want to be on the show? And I would have said, hell no. And right. you would have said, okay, I guess I'm done. Right. Right. What's the point of even having a podcast? Right. You'd say, Kathy Lee is getting the first Ring of Honor championship interview. I'd go, what? I don't have anything this week. And it'd mm -hmm. be over. So we can thank Dalton Castle for the survival You're welcome, of Sam everyone. Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Um, so what's what, what's your life been like? I mean, you 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 had your run as Ring of Honor champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the gold was unceremoniously taken from you by one Jay Lethal. Well, I was it's almost like the pressure of the world just came crashing down on me all yeah, at once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want you want the truth? You want you want exclusive? Oh, uh, uh, generally speaking, yes. You guys we want exclusive here let's, on the two hundredth episode? Let's do it, exclusive, 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 exclusive. Uh, right now, life is uh, is pretty boring because uh, <laughs> I'm I'm injured. I, uh, right, right. I uh, I got hurt, and uh, here's the the truth about the injury: uh, I broke my back. Everybody, pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that's. Uh... And uh, and we've decided. Uh, several doctors uh, have thought that it might have been about two years ago I broke it. What? Okay, so when I, when we so I I won a world championship with a broken freaking back. Yeah. And by the way, like. You know, we've talked about... Exclusive! <laughs> we've talked about on this here podcast, like, your move that you do that I love so much, which is that delayed German yeah. suplex, which, I mean, I thought it was difficult anyway, but I can't imagine the arc of the back when it's broken. I don't understand I how feel that's like even possible. that might have been why it was so good. Because <laughs> you didn't have yeah, the... there's nothing to pivot. Yeah, that pesky connecting tissue wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, no. so uh, maybe that's his. That is that's why the it was secret so good. to success. Just lose one of those vertebrae, all. Does it? Uh, does it freak you out when a doctor tells you like, no, this back's been broken for two years, and you're like, or do you go, well, if it's broken for two years and I've been going, I can keep going. Well, I know I'm going to be back in the ring. I don't know when. Uh, the problem was uh, it, the pain just got to a level where I couldn't handle it anymore. Where I wasn't even able to like stand on my feet for uh, even a few minutes to do a promo. Um, but by the way, how bad of a friend would I be if in that period I was like texting you being like, Hey, you want to come do my podcast at Caroline's? <laughs> like you son of a bitch. I can't stand. Oh no, I would have been here. You would have. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been wheeled out on a gurney. <laughs> what a good and guy. I still would have been thinking Stone Cold was here because I would have been <laughs> all up on the painkillers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you, you, you got to a point where the pain was just... Yeah, yeah, so like I, I hurt my back maybe about two years ago, uh, and I knew it was bad because I watched the entire Summer Olympics uh, on my living room floor. <laughs> I, like, I have that mile marker, and then uh, I was slowly worked my way back uh, to, to almost normal. I was stretching and yoga and doing all this stuff uh, where I, I felt like I was good again, and then I hurt it again, and right. then this time the pain was different. It started shooting down my hip, and I, I couldn't, couldn't really, uh, couldn't, couldn't even get out of bed for more than a few minutes. Uh, getting in and out of a car was was very, very difficult. And uh, a lot of my life is spent in car seats and airplane seats. Of course. 
Uh, so, uh, fighting through the pain was no longer an option. I had to figure out really what was wrong with me and found out that uh, what physical therapy and what muscles needed to be strengthened and get things back moving. And now with this time off, I've really been focusing on uh, tighten up that core, not right. just because it's summer and I, I wear a really small bathing suit, but because <laughs> it's my livelihood and I love wrestling. And I'd like to tell each and every one of you that I get in and out of a car like a champ right now. Oh, my God. But I, mean, I still hurt a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very painful. But if that's not heroism, I don't know what is. Yeah, heroin what? Heroism. Heroism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, when you have an injury like that, you know, uh, a lot of wrestlers, they'll have, they know the moment that they got injured. Something popped, something broke, whatever it was. And there's this, uh, they, they tell these stories about certain moves becoming, at least in the beginning, very, very scary. Because you're like, oh, that's the spot. This, if I do this again, I'm going to break this again. If you don't, uh, <laughs> if you don't uh, know exactly when this thing got injured, do you not have that problem? Uh, no, I know when it. I think I know when it happened, but it wasn't like in in a pro wrestling match. I, I still train in, in Greco and freestyle. Why? Because uh, it's fun. No. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I'm, everybody's sitting there like we're all. I think everybody's on my page. Where no, that doesn't. Well, I need to keep sharp just in case when I was holding that world title, anybody wanted to shoot on me and try to take it from me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I, you know, I, was, I, I knew what I was doing out there. So what, are you going to switch up your style now? Uh, I, I, you might. Right now, you'll, you'll see a really relaxed Dalton. I, uh, I'm a much more entertained person, but I, I feel like I'm going to get back to being 100%. So like, right now, for like a little while, right. you're going to see a, a coward out there. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I'm going to come back and do what it is that I love. And what I love to do is being uh, extremely self-reckless. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Now, do you, do you curse the world when you have worked as hard as you've worked? You become a champion of the world. And then all of a sudden, now is when you're injured. Now, when I've hit that pinnacle, this is when I get hurt. Do you say, why God, why? Or do you go, nope, this is just part of the deal? Uh, yeah, I get a little sad. But I don't, I don't dwell on it because... I mean, I had a little taste of it. No one else in this room has been world champion. No, that's right. That's right. Unless, I mean, if anybody wants to correct him. No, and no. here he comes, Mr. Ric Flair! <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not here either. Boy, are he's you guys going to be disappointed. <laughs> he's unfortunately not here uh, either. Um, so, so obviously, all in is out of the question for you because of the injury. Yeah. Which is a little bit of a bummer, but... Eh, there'll be like eight more, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't see the upswing of pro wrestling and the Young Bucks popularity going down anytime soon, so I feel pretty confident another all-in's gonna happen. Yeah. We what was with the delay there? Guys, they're really, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about uh, uh, your, your elaborate entrances before on the show, and we talked about uh, the pay-per-view entrance you had where you Speaking had actually... Speaking of elaborate, do you have an iPhone? Oh, does anybody have an iPhone in this row? Okay, hey. Is this a magic trick? Pull up, start shooting some video. I'm, I do a, a terrible YouTube series, and I, I need somebody to shoot. But, <laughs> but don't do vertical. What are you doing vertical? There I mean, we go. All right, you only got to do about two minutes. We're yeah! <laughs> this is good pod. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. We're videoing the show. You could have just asked me later for the footage. Oh. Yeah, you didn't have to. Interrupt. I mean, I, I, know I didn't want to be a bother. Right. I'm... I just wanted to stop the show to a halt, <laughs> interview the crowd. 
have you asked them to do homework. Have you, <laughs> have you thought about what adulting? First of all, do you think you'll be back in time for it? Second of all, the for SummerSlam? No, that's not. <laughs> hey, tune in on Sunday, guys. There's a reason I'm not in England. <laughs> Have you thought about what a Dalton Castle entrance could potentially look like in April at Madison Square Garden? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> lots of confetti. Yeah. Oh, boy. Environmentally dangerous with the amount of confetti. Uh, lots of boys. <laughs> lots of boys. <laughs> okay. Take a look at the, the amount of people in this room. Yeah. And now make each and every one of them a boy. <laughs> Is that really your thought of just like, just what I do, but a lot of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me, but, you know, dialed up to like 11. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, but, but is that like when, when that show? Like in the movie The Mummy, where like the, the sand becomes alive. I want the sand grains to be boys. That's the entrance that you, with <laughs> all the, yeah, that's good. That's actually, that would work. <laughs> but ha does that become, when that show gets announced and it obviously sold out, does that become a goal of like, I have to make sure, if, whenever I'm coming back, it has to be by then. Yeah, uh, it is exciting. That's the problem with all this great stuff happening with All In and, and the Madison Square Garden announcement and, and just about everything in wrestling being awesome as I'm sidelined because I want to get excited about it. I want to start preparing mentally, like, what would I do in this situation? But really, all I want to focus on is getting back in the ring, first and foremost. It doesn't matter uh, how or where I'm doing it. I, I just want to get better, and I want to start performing again. That's all I want to do. You have no sort of timeline? No, no, I've, no, I've not set a date. Yeah, nothing like that. I mean, a, or a doctor could do that. Like, I don't know why you would... Like, you wouldn't just make up when you're going to be better. Doc I, uh, doctors would give I you the timeline. I certainly could <laughs> lie and say I'm good by this date. Right, no, but, uh, I mean, have you been to a doctor? No. Okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the issue. Yeah, yeah, you uh, should. Yeah. No, but I got one of those, like, uh, those operation boards with the, the tongs and the electric. So you kind of get it. Yeah, I get okay, it. No you got, I mean, you yeah. got the gist of it. That, mm -hmm. That's good. That's and good. I, and my cat needs my back once in a while. Yeah. I guess. Well, what about that? I mean, you're, you're, you're a family man. Does the, does the lady at home, when you get an injury like this, that, is this the worst injury you've had in wrestling? Yeah, I've been, uh, this is, yeah, definitely, for sure the worst. Does she go like, you, you got can tape up an ankle. Uh, right. You can tape up a knee and all that. I've been through all that. But she was very supportive. She's always been supportive my entire career. Mm -hmm. uh, since I, I told her I'm going to start doing this silly stuff. And she, she's been behind me ever since. And, and and dealt with the uh, the, the long times that've been gone, uh, the the no money I was making, and now when I can't get out of bed and I'm mopey and depressed and and I just I'm the I'm just the worst to be around. Right, we she, were all thinking the same thing. I she think. has yet to divorce me. <laughs> so she does. Yeah. But but is she now going like, oh my God, I see how dangerous this is. I don't want you to do that anymore. No, no, she understands that that she has never once said you need to start thinking about a new career. She just keeps finding uh, or, or keeping on me about doing the PT and, and getting back into it because she knows uh, I'll be a happier person when I'm out there. And I think right. her life gets easier, too. She knows how important it is to me, so she, uh, she keeps me on track. And do the boys panic? Your boys that you come to the ring with, do they panic when, when, when daddy leaves? <laughs> <laughs> What's left for the boys? Oh, gee, I don't, I don't know what's going through those tiny little minds. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, you don't have them around for their minds, do you? No, no, no. No, no, no. They must be in a world. I bet they're secretly super pumped because I think they get a lot more wrestling time now that I'm gone. Right. Yeah, and they're yeah. on the road still uh, without me 
weighing them down with my, f- my fantastic singles matches and them on the outside. They get to go out there and uh, really uh, get a chance to try to tear it up. Yeah, well, good. Do you guys, uh, and Dalton, do you... Do you guys want to see our shirts off? Yeah, yeah I'm not... Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm not... I mean, I'm not doing that. You're welcome to, but I won't. Oh, yeah. I won't do that. You, know, you don't I'm have not. to. I have like four shirts on right now. It's insane. It's this, this, is, this is my summer attire, by the way. Flannel and satin. I don't get it. I came here... I'm going to show everybody. I, I rode the seven train with my pants up to here. <laughs> Ooh, Just, ankle. Yeah. Kurt ankle. <laughs> wow, that got a hundred. <laughs> this That's is your it. crown. Kurt ankle? I shouldn't take credit for that. That was a, uh, what's with the cursing? All right, everybody relax. Relax. I know it's an exciting time, but let's all, let's all relax. Before Cesaro was, uh, was big and famous on the Indies, he made that joke in a locker room, and it Pops 13 boys. They loved it. They loved it. They <laughs> loved it. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, speaking of fantastic. You guys can stop filming whoever's doing the homework. Should okay. we? By the way, whoever's doing yeah. the homework stopped filming I'll, I'll, a while ago. I'll get it from you in a second. Should we bring another person up here to experience gonna, this journey with us? No, I'm, I'm busy talking to this guy. No, I know. Drop. I know, actually. <laughs> Wait, that's right. Wait, he's the guest guy who was filming him. Come, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. He was, he was about to come up. He's like, there I'll do it. Is. I'll do it. I'll come up. Can I announce him? Can I announce the guest? Yeah, if you want. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, that's, not the, that's not the guest, man. Oh. That's not the. I, I trusted you and you failed me. Duke the Dumpster. <laughs> While we don't have Duke the Dumpster Drossy, we do have Sam Roberts's Labradoodle. I don't remember the name. Lila Garrity. Layla. Lila Garrity. We do have the man responsible for the creative behind Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Should we bring out our next guest? Ladies and gentlemen, please give a nice, warm, not-Sam-wrestling reception to Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. Brother love. Brother love. There he is. There he is. Right there. Right there. The second best Macho Man impression in the business. The second best Andre the Giant impression in the business. You must really... Listen, baby. If you're going to talk to me with your mouth open, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Spot on, Andre the Giant. (laughs) Bruce Pritchard... uh, Kissel Dalton down there. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Sounds yeah. just like me. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Do you rue the day that uh, Dan Soder ever started doing wrestling impressions? It seems like that's the one thorn in your side. The one thing that stopped you from taking that trophy. Oh, no, no. Last time that uh, <laughs> last time we were in New York, I had Dan Soder on actually as a guest. And I said, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we did like a macho off? And, you know, let everybody choose, because I figured my audience, man, they're going to love my shit, right? (laughs) So I'm on stage, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, it's like, oh, yeah. He starts talking, and I look at Conrad, and I go, "Um, abort. (laughs) We're going to have a 
Conversation with the dream, baby. Salute the macho man. So yeah, I, I give the crown to Dan Soder on no, the, that's uh, very, that's the, very big the macho man. Now, Bruce, let me ask you a question. You spent all these years. I've 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 always wondered this. You know how I spend my days? How do you spend your days? By the way, oh. be careful about it. you start there and then you start you know playing the hits. As soon as you walk out here, you're gonna you know 15 minutes in, there's nothing left. Oh yeah, well I'm done. Uh, <laughs> Spend my days working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow. I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. We can't afford Ye that. fucking ha. Y'all get the second verse if you come to my show at the Gramercy Theater on Saturday, 2 o'clock, BruceWitcher.com. <laughs> so, do you, you come to my show? Yeah, I'll be there. Do you think that, uh, <laughs> did you get upset when Jeff Jarrett gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, right? This is a big night for you because I was there. The Hall of Fame is the night that it was announced that uh, you were going to be doing your show on the WWE Network. They aired it on the video screen for the entire arena to see. It's what a the, fucking pop too, right? Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But you're on cloud nine. Jeff Jarrett gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. He starts singing the song that you and Conrad, you know, uh, helped reju well helped rejuvenate. I think <laughs> Jeff was probably there first, but they don't come to you. He goes around the whole room singing with people, and That's he doesn't he doesn't land on you. Did you get hot? Yeah, I got yeah. hot. That hurts inside where it counts. Why would you bring up a hurtful moment like I'm that? I'm asking if it was a hurtful moment. Are you crying? A little bit. Well, don't. Don't, man. Yeah. Don't, but it did, it did hurt. Well, yeah, I got him inducted into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Right. I made the song fame, made him relevant again. Right. It's, it's amazing. You know, <laughs> if you listen to the stories that you tell, you went through a period where you wanted nothing to do with wrestling. Yes, threw, I did. You threw your brother love suit out a car window while you were driving. Into Galveston I mean, Bay. You were gone. Now. You're walking around taking credit for the whole industry. Well, yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was happening? What was going through in your head that period of time when you thought you were done with wrestling? Because I just find it so fascinating because clearly you were far from it. Oh, well, well, bankruptcy happened. I see. Um, for the, okay, I'll, I'll tell this story. Why do you get the good I'm going to give you a story. That I only tell at my live shows. Okay. Well, this is a live show. You stop. I didn't even that time. Just hold the microphone by the handle. Stop holding it by the wall. I really am the last professional broadcaster. Yeah. This is insane. Nobody's ever had that problem. <laughs> Number one podcaster can't Now you know what microphone in. to give Corey Graves later. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> That's you laugh because you know it's the truth. What? That's, I, I don't know where, where this is even coming from. Um, <laughs> but, but tell me. Right. So, you uh, mean Corey Feldman. <laughs> so you're going through bankruptcy. Okay. So a um, long time ago, you know, uh, Pat Patterson and I used to work with Vince real closely. And it was just three of us. We'd book around the swimming pool, those legendary stories, all this bullshit. So one day Vince is getting on us and talking to us about how he really experienced hard times in his life. And he goes on to tell this story about, God damn it, guys. 
There was a time when I declared personal bankruptcy. You know, I experienced hard times. I go to the courthouse and I'm waiting there. We only had one car, so I had to wait for Linda to show up. <laughs> I'm waiting on the steps of the courthouse after filing for bankruptcy. And I look and I see a tow truck pull up. And it's got my one and only vehicle on the back. And I look and in the front seat is my wife. Next to her is Shane. And Linda's pregnant. I go home and I get to our trailer. We're living in a trailer. We're so poor we are living in a trailer. It is so cold that you know the chemicals that are in the, the trailer where, you, where you, you go to the bathroom, the, the blue stuff, like the goddamn airplanes. So cold it was all frozen. Well, little Shane had to go pee-pee. <laughs> and he couldn't do it until I cleared that passageway. So I cleared away and I get down underneath my trailer and I've got a nice pick and I'm chipping away. Chippy, yeah, I'm chippy. I got fucking frozen feces and frozen urine. Yeah, I'm chippy. Yeah, goddamn fucking up my fresh manicure. And I'm chippy. Oh, whoa, stop. You're flat broke. Hard times. You have declared bankruptcy. You're living in a fucking trailer. You have one car that doesn't work. Yet you have a fresh. Manicure. <laughs> Without hesitation, he looks at me and says, Well, goddamn, pal, I gotta have class. <laughs> I declared bankruptcy, and when I declared bankruptcy, I called Vince McMahon. True story. And I said, Hey, Vince, filed bankruptcy today. God damn, good for you, pal. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. And I said, just wanted to let you know, before we went and signed the papers to declare the final bankruptcy, I went and uh, got a little Manny Petty. <laughs> and no shit, without hesitation, he says, God damn, got to have class, pal. <laughs> <laughs> what a life lesson. It really is. Yeah. Okay, it I'd really like to apologize to anybody going to, going to the live show on Saturday because I'm going to tell it. <laughs> it's a great story. I bet some of the details change. <laughs> Maybe a little more belly rubbing. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. Get a hold of yourself. Your Vince knocked me back in my seat the second you started it. Good thing there's a back on this chair. <laughs> yeah. You'd have broken your back yeah, again. Again. I could have been out for another few months. So, uh, uh, so you declare bankruptcy. Wrestling, you feel like the wrestling business has turned its back on you yeah. after all your years of service. You want nothing to do with this thing again. Right. That's what that's what upsets you so much about it. No, I just nobody wanted me anymore. Oh, that ain't true. Oh. Nobody loved me anymore. Oh, it was sad. Yeah, it sounds sad. Yeah. Yeah. And you started podcasting. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people started listening, and advertisers gave us money, so it was kind of cool. That's good stuff. Um, no, it, 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 I swear to God, before we did the podcast, I did say to uh, Conrad Thompson, I said, dude, nobody, wants, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And when we started to do it, and the fact that anybody listened <laughs> was extremely humbling and pretty damn cool, so that is a shoot. That's yeah. just kind of why I came back. Well, give that a round of applause. Give that, I mean, that's a nice sentiment. So I've always wondered, you do some work in TNA, you know, behind the scenes and in front of the camera. Do you, when you do work with an organization that's not the WWE, you've seen the way the WWE puts together the show, you've seen everything they do right, everything they do wrong, but when you get to an organization that could clearly use some of that. Like, does it, does it drive you crazy the amount of mistakes that get made? Because if anybody would be aware of those mistakes, it's you. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you try to change it, or do you go, that's, that's above my pay grade, do what you're going to do? I did try to change it, and I forget Eric Bischoff coming to me at one point in my TNA tenure, and saying goes Bruce they don't have I mean forget about two nickels to rub together these motherfuckers don't have two pennies period (laughs) they don't get it take the check and go home and that I I just couldn't do that and that that was what was frustrating to me trying to to get them to open up and listen and have fun and go with it a little bit because right it was just, it was a different environment. This, this, another comparison. I'm spilling the fuck out of this. Well, another comparison, though, but you talk about that. The difference is, I know, it would be so much easier. Nothing says credibility like talking and spilling your drink everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something about a TNA next to death. Tell us about hey, your uh, genius you ideas, Uncle Bruce. We'll get back to all these hijinks in a minute. I love today's show because it's giving you the feel of being there for a live event. We all love being there for live events, and I think you know where I'm going. The best way to get the feel for being at a live event is to actually be at a live event. But you know how complicated it is to get these tickets. It's way too complicated. That's why our good friends, one of the most loyal sponsors to Not Sam Wrestling in the history of Not Sam Wrestling, is there to help you, of course. I'm talking about the one, the only, SeatGeek, yes, SeatGeek is the way to go. They search multiple ticket sites. They grade every ticket based on value. If you don't have this app on your phone by now, I don't know what you're waiting for. You already know that I do. I have the app on my phone. I go through it. It goes by location. It tells me what concerts, sporting events, wrestling shows, uh, Broadway shows, comedy shows, anything that's in my area, it tells me what's happening. If I already know what's happening, I want to find something specific, I just search the event. Either way, click on the event. Seating chart comes up. Tells me what tickets are available. Tickets graded. Graded tickets. Green, yellow, red. What does that mean? It tells me the value of the ticket that I'm getting, meaning... If I don't care how much I spend, I just want the best seats, they got you. Or if I want to make sure that I'm paying the best possible price for these tickets, they got you. It's guaranteed. No more embarrassing moments showing up at the door and having that scanner send you home. SeatGeek has you covered. And here's the best part. The deal only gets better because listeners to Not Sam Wrestling are getting $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. That's right. You're probably saying, how? Here's how. Download the SeatGeek app 
Enter promo code SAM today. That's promo code SAM, and that's it. You're going to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase with promo code SAM. Download the app, SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Now back to Caroline's on Broadway. So... Vince McMahon would he needs call you. Hot lesbian action. Yeah. TNA needs. Put that yeah. guy in a dumpster. And then. <laughs> Nobody's so, face is painted red at all. There you go. <laughs> Vince McMahon would call your ass at 2 o'clock in the morning. And usually the first thing out of his mouth, how you doing, pal? Uh, good. What are you doing? <laughs> Sleeping. Uh, I'm watching this thing on MSG Network. Why? But he called you all hours of the, the day, evening, didn't matter, and expected you to be ready to go. Dixie Carter would call me at 3 o'clock on a Friday and apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry for calling you so late. I know it's the weekend. But do you, do you go like, oh, this is easy for me? I can, I, can, I can just, this is light work? Or do you go, do you want to grab Dixie Carter and say, don't apologize to people for calling them at 3 o'clock on a weekday? We got to do this. Yeah, and that, that's the frustrating part about it because they had a lot of great talent and they did have the wherewithal, they did have the funds, and they could have been a lot better, but they just couldn't get out of their own way. And that's, that was the frustration. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and what can one man do, right? What, even if he is Bruce Pritchard, what can one man do? You know, I saved the world. Yeah. And then just, yeah. You gave Jeff it. Jarrett everything he ever everything had. He's everything he's ever Everything. Yes. He owes you everything. Everything. Yes, life. <laughs> his life <laughs> his, his entire his entire life wow. yes well you well, know it's, uh, first you chop up the chicken and yeah does Jeff Jarrett for as much praise as you give him does he go like could you maybe take it easy on my dad he hates his dad too oh. his dad. Okay. Jerry Jarrett's a douchebag okay you okay. know huh it's good to know that's good to know. We've talked. <laughs> we, go ahead. No, nothing. Go ahead. Oh, I thought something came to you. <laughs> no, it's your show. All right. Your <laughs> fucking picture on the goddamn program. Right. Are we even mentioned? Don't get. Yeah, you're in there somewhere. There okay. a different picture than on the poster. There's know, a lot right? of pictures of There's me. There's so many pictures of Sam here. I'm the last. Did you do a photo broadcaster. shoot for this? I did. Well, all right. I, did. I wanted I don't to know make why sure your shirts on any of them. <laughs> Again with the topless. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You're I'm pushing really pushing your agenda tonight. I had one goal tonight. <laughs> I'm just happy I wasn't up here when you start talking about taking shirts off. Like, huh? <laughs> nope, not happening, not tonight. Uh-huh. Not too late, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to... I don't think we're going to do that uh, this evening. Let's uh, get anything. a Sam show your tits chant. Yeah. Show your tits! That's... Show your tits! Show your tits! No. Those attitude era guys. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's real progressive. It's a little ridiculous. <laughs> How difficult, uh, you know, you bring up the Attitude Era, and we brought up, you know, HLA a moment ago. <laughs> the transition out of the Attitude Era. You know, I mean, that, that, that's a very odd time in wrestling because there were moments where you were going way too far and moments where you started pulling way back because you weren't exactly sure what was Def- happening. Define way too far. Was that the necrophilia or was <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you did it for me. That, that was it. That huh? was it. Yeah, no, you defined it. But, like... <laughs> As a, as, a, as, a, as a creative guy, as a guy who's kind of doing a lot of this, how do you figure out how are we telling stories anymore? What, it, what, what are people relating to? <laughs> I mean, clearly, 
there were moments like you just mentioned where you did not figure out how to relate to people, but... <laughs> You know, sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes you have you have to play to one man, and that that would be Vince a lot of times. But what did you do wrong? I mean, you you're pointing out what? like <laughs> like like you know we you're pretty good at figuring Where out where like, the fuck do you want me to start with that one? Well, that's what I want to know. I mean, you're pretty good at take you can take credit for the good stuff that happened to Jeff Jarrett, right? When we when, when you I didn't even bring it up when you bring up the one of the most like things that you know you're shit upon the most for you can figure out who else is to blame for it no. what are you to blame for oh god a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of the bad shit in the early 90s uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> somebody had to do it people what? want to know like what i didn't do repo man i wasn't there for repo man yeah Mantar. You bite your tongue. Mantar was awesome. <laughs> you bite your tongue, sir. I'll come down there and I will fight you with my horns. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck me. I had a shitload of bad ideas. You did? Yeah. Well, give me like an example. Oh, God. I asked the narcissist. Let, why don't you let's let Bruce The Lex Express was a great fucking idea, motherfucker. <laughs> Sam, aren't you one of the people that would look out the window waiting for it? I would. Yeah. I would. I didn't realize he was on a schedule. I would just drive around everywhere at time. That summer, no matter where me and my parents drove, I'd be looking out the window thinking that the Lex Express just drives around. Goddamn right. Lex Express is fucking over. Uh, yeah. I was ready for him to be my hero after that music video. I was ready. And it didn't happen, man. He won by countdown. What the hell? That hurts inside, man. Okay. I know. I had to live it. Los Pariquas? Um, <laughs> oh, damn, I want a Puerto Rican. Okay, all right. So you did it again. You do the voice, and then it makes it seem like I'm just doing Vince's bidding. That's not, like you're like, oh, this was a bad idea because Vince wanted it. This was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, honestly, that was like, hey, what about Juan Rivera? I love it. <laughs> we'll call him Savio. <laughs> Put him with Razor. They'll love him. Um, God, I have so many bad ideas. It's hard to come up with them. Yeah. But I had, trust me, I had my share of shit ideas. I guess we'll just have to believe Jen, you. Jen, Jen, did I have any bad ideas? Okay, thank you. She said no. She said no. You've, you've never had any bad ideas. I Ever. Mean, I think we know based on your performance tonight, but. Do you suppose you'll be back on the WWE Network? After tonight? That's the, yeah, I mean, I think you've, you've answered that question. But uh, let, Let's just say that uh, negotiations have come to a halt. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. screw that. I'm here. Why don't you write for me? What would you do for me in the future? Okay. Dalton Castle. I got a big comeback lined up, guys. Right. How am I doing it? Yeah, how, no. does, how does Dalton Castle come back? If this guy, let's say it's, uh, it's the 90s. He walks into Titan Tower. Yep. And they, you want to do something with him. What are you going to do with him? Do I, do I need to do a spin? You got to get a look at this? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. It, what are you going to do? Let me show you what you're working with. He's got an amateur background. What are you going to do? Well, first of all, you, you got to ask the question. So tell me what your interests are, pal. Yeah. My interests? Yeah. 
Uh, I, I do. All right, let's allow let's allow the meeting to actually happen. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do. Uh, I'm, I'm really into Hanson, uh, the, those three brothers. Uh, I do Spiral Graph. I like it. Yeah. We'll give you a bull rope and a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> cowboy. Castle. I can see it now. <laughs> you won't sell a goddamn thing. I love it. Okay. So I'll you're doing it. I'm in. You're I'm in. in. All right. See? You're thinking cowboy gimmick. Hanson. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, Not yeah. the band Hanson. Stan Hanson <laughs> is where we're going. Stan Hanson. Oh, the misconnect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah. 90s pop culture. I was there too. Um, yeah, he was talking about the band. Hanson. You know, were they the three brothers that threw those clotheslines? Mbop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, ba, um, ba. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I got it, Sam. Well, I, was, I thought we were. So I fucking did the. No, I got it. <laughs> Good but thing what you're would on you, radio. What would you do with Dalton Castle? Well, I'd have to know what the hell he was about first. That's insulting. Well, no, no, hang on. Stop. He told me for 10 minutes straight he loves my stuff, watches all my work, and is a big fan and was great to meet me, and that's what he says on stage. No, <laughs> hang on. Stop, 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 stop. Watch everybody else. First thing that would come out, what do you like, pal? He what thinks I'm Matt Riddle, doesn't he? He does, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you like? What are your hobbies? Let's say you're actually in this meeting. Okay. Which one is he again? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, that would be, regardless, okay, no matter what their gimmick was, that would have been the first question. What do you like? What are your hobbies? What do you do? What, tell me a little bit about yourself. Goddamn, growing up, you go to college? I love cats. You'll be the cat man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely love it. Okay. <laughs> Like the male crazy cat lady. I think yeah. that it's good. I come out with a duffel bag full of cats and I throw them ah. at people. Ah! Yeah. It'll yeah. be like Jake the Snake. We'll call cats. you. We'll call you pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have pussy. hair all over you. And when we turn you baby face, we'll just shave the fuck out of you. <laughs> like one of them bambino cats. <laughs> Well, listen, guys. <laughs> We're going to make dozens of dollars. I wow, can't wait. this has gone down the fucking drain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys something. Uh, I appreciate not only both of you being here tonight. It's, it's, a, it's, it's huge for me, and I think it's, it's, it's huge for everybody here. I appreciate the love and support you've shown my podcast. Both of you, uh, uh, it means a lot to me, and I really thank you for that. Well, it means a lot to me. And, thank you. And, and true story, though, I do love Dalton Castle. I do love his gimmick, and I do think he's great. I love his shit. And I did tell him that because that is an honest guy. But I hope but. my mom's watching. <laughs> Who? Hey, hey, he's putting me over, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Shut your mouth out there. <laughs> But just because I like you doesn't mean I love you. <laughs> he worked it in. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a big round of applause to Dalton Castle and Bruce Pritchard. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Thank Sam. You this is great being here, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you very, very much. It's a busy night. I mean, isn't it amazing? I could talk to those guys literally all night long. Hilarious guys, hilarious guys. But there's, uh, there's somebody else I want to bring out who is unannounced, by the way. This is, uh, all right, we, we did that joke. 
This was, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. This was uh, actually the first person to do this podcast twice. Does anybody remember who was the first person to do Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast two times? This gentleman over here, I'll give him to you. This gentleman over here, he got it right. Ladies and gentlemen, the savior of misbehavior, this is Corey Graves. Look at him, looking all bashful. Look at this guy, Corey Graves, the real Corey Graves. Corey Graves. Hey guys. Welcome, buddy. So I got to the hotel tonight and I was a little bored and I was like, well, maybe I could go hang out with my friend Sam Roberts. Right. Because we, we set the world on fire sometimes. We do set the world on fire and I, I appreciate the fact that I said, okay, but we're going to have to hang out on stage staring at a bunch of people with microphones and you said, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll no, do that's, that. That's what I'm here for. I'll do that. I, how many of you have sent me mean tweets? Be honest. Just asking. Just asking. It's bullshit. Yeah, no, liars. It's just lies. It's just, where, is, where are you right now on your war with social media? It's been well publicized. There were fears that you were going away from Twitter forever. Well, my brother turned out to be an idiot, so it, like, time couldn't have been worse. <laughs> uh, but beyond that, uh, no, I just I got bored, man. Like People were sending messages to my wife saying like really bad shit. Right. And I was like, who has time for that? Right. At that point, it's not even like, okay, we're kind of half in character. And right. it's like, I'm, that's my, she doesn't even play a character. Yeah, exactly. She, she just happens to like just exist and be hot. And people say bad things about her. And I'm like, wait, it's not her fault. It's my fault. Right. But it, it, it got to be exhausting. So, right. So, so are you, are you, as of about 8.15 p.m. tonight, I'm back on social media, yeah! guys. <laughs> Welcome back. They're they're chanting it for you. Yeah, and is that also because uh, you know your brother is uh, your brother's getting even worse tweets than you? My brother's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say any more than that. I, I sent him a text and I went, "Dude, I love you. You're still my brother, but you're an idiot." <laughs> right. So, so you you screwed up beyond repair. It is what it is. Sometimes that's the that's the message you need, right? Hey, I'm your brother. I love you. You're you're an idiot. Yeah. I mean, so, some who in who in here? This is gonna get a way better response. Okay. Who has a better response? Um, who in here has a stupid <laughs> brother or sister? Okay. All right. So we can understand. Um, Corey. Yes. You were part of history on Monday night. Yeah. You shared the raw commentary table with my best friend in the entire world who I think should be always next to me. Yes. You, Renee Young. First of all, how amazing is it, you know, when you did the podcast early on, we talked about your transition into commentary, how you had to learn this. It's transition into becoming a woman. That's right. Because according to Twitter, I'm, I'm basically Ruby Rose right now. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. So they're pissed that you're Batgirl? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, so to go from only a couple years ago, somebody who's learning this thing to being the sort of, uh, I don't know if shoulder to cry on is the right term, but the person who's passing down that knowledge to somebody like Renee did you, did you feel ready for it? What do you mean? Wait, what? wait, Riri, what are you pissed off about? Why? What is that? What? Why did you stop right now? 
I, I'm calling you out, Riri. That's Chris. Chris, your husband is great. Uh, Riri, what's happening right now? Yeah. What? Okay. Oh, all right. That's rough. That's it's weird. So I'm going to talk about uh, Raw and wrestling and radio. Yeah. Yeah, that was another rabbit hole you don't want to go down. Yeah, they, this no. is why they never give me an actual live mic. Um, <laughs> but to be to be a guy who's now passing down knowledge on on doing commentary, that's got to be kind of uh, a for trip. The, for the first, okay, so for, to the, that point, I have no business or interest in passing on anything to anybody. <laughs> I'm I'm in a position that I should have never been in, right? Which I'm well aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a great time, but yeah, no, to, to sit there, the, the hardest part they always say of our job is to be a fan because, because we're so like tied up in the world of WWE and we know what's going to happen or what's, what's what, but you just go like at the end of the day, you're a fan. That's why we're here. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's why we're here now. Just. Because you get lost in it and you forget. You go like, okay, life's difficult. Life gets in the way. It is what it is. But to be there for three hours with Renee, who is, honest to God, man, like one of my best friends in the world. Um, And and to sit there for three hours and with Cole. Cole also, I'm going to say it on the record because it's going to be on Sam's podcast. Michael Cole is the most underrated guy that doesn't get any credit. And everybody gives him hell. Yeah. He's the only reason I'm where I'm at. I mean, he, he believes in... But, but just to be there with two friends and watch wrestling. Right? That's what it felt like. That's, and that's what it was. it was. It was two friends watching this business that all of us, everyone in this room, that, that we love we love wrestling, right? Yeah. Good, bad, indifferent, Bullet Club or WWE. Like, we're just... We, pro wrestling's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we can all agree... So to be there for three hours with two of my best friends in the world yeah. and just talk about wrestling and laugh. And, and Renee, Renee genuinely, she doesn't know Corey. She knows Matt. Right. And she goes, oh, I know Matt. I'm not, I'm not going to shut down. I'm going to bust his balls just as hard as he busts anyone's balls. Right. So it was re- really, really refreshing to have someone that could shut me down because I talk too much. <laughs> yeah, you have been waiting for that. I mean, the whole Corey Graves thing, no matter what show you're on, you find the weak link, and you're just like, I, I dare you yeah. to stop me. Just try to, you yeah, can stop please. me. And I'm begging for people to stop me. And Renee, in less than three hours, figured it out and shut me down. So Yeah, and you were actually, like, that made you happy. Oh, it, it thrilled me. Yeah. I was, I was the happiest guy in the room. Yeah, yeah. How do you handle, I mean, you know, people talk about uh, how long WWE pay-per-views are, um, you know, how do you handle being the guy who's calling every match? I'm going to stop drinking any liquid tomorrow, Saturday, about 2 p.m. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've, I've got the bladder of a camel. Uh-huh. Uh, beyond that, that's it. I, I'm just stuck in, the, I'm stuck in the bubble, man. You just I, do the deal. I just do the deal. Except I, you... I pee in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no diaper involved. I wear black pants for a reason. Okay? <laughs> All right, cool. Isn't that, isn't that amazing that, like, you know, as difficult, you're doing, you know, five hours 
of live like seven hours. But it's amazing that like seven hours of like live TV, millions of people watching, listening seems like a daunting thing. But at the end of the day, it's just like as long as I can control my peas. I'll that's, be fine. that's literally the only thing it comes down to. <laughs> I, I'm just go, well, we could we could have like this ma- this extra match, which would be cool, or I could pee. Right. And I go, no, I gotta pee. I'm sorry. Right. It's I mean it's it's a it's a real problem. It's nature. Tomorrow, I want I want to like buy a show of hands mm-hmm. in this room, which is really full. And I don't know how you did this again. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> who's gonna watch seven hours of SummerSlam and not pee? Yeah, that's what, you know what? That's a great challenge. If you guys want to respect Corey Graves, what you should do is watch SummerSlam. Start with the kickoff show because he's doing kickoff show commentary yeah, too. I'm doing it all. Sit down, watch SummerSlam, and don't urinate. And that's what you do to support do you Corey not, Graves. Do you, there were three hands. They're not doing it. They're not. They're they not going to do it. So, they refuse. Uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. So SummerSlam's yeah. too long. I'll run it up the ladder and get nowhere. Your glasses are fantastic, sir. Well, look, uh, I'm sure you've sent me a mean tweet. No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'd, I'd like to bring out, you know, talking about broadcasting. And no, you... I don't want to talk about this guy. He sucks. Who? Yeah, the guy. I only know because I was in the green room with him. I didn't even know he was here. I, if, if I knew he was here, I wasn't going to show up. Are you talking about my next guest? Yeah. What are you talking yeah, about? He sucks. The guy from Sirius that, like, kicked a few footballs a few times and, like, now he thinks he's... Pro wrestling royalty? He's one of the greatest punters of all time. He's the worst punter of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. There he is. Oh, my God. There is, there is real heat. My God, yeah. What's up, bud? Thank you for coming. No, I Pat. won't sit down, Pat. All right, everybody, give it up for the worst punter in NFL history. What is How's happening? How's it going? It was a good time. The lady that just shot down old buddy over here said we're not married. Very awkward situation. Riri. Yeah. Her name's Riri. Yeah. Wait, Riri, you put on a different shirt. And I want to let you know, Corey, you have a guy back here that when you were talking about not pissing for seven hours, he was like, I do that every time with Corey Graves. It's like (laughs) with glasses right there. That's your biggest fan right there. My man, my best friend. Yeah, there he is. Pat. You two pee at the same time. It's good. What, What the hell happened? Backstage, that Corey Graves just decides to run you down. I wanted to build you up. I walk through the goddamn kitchen back here. Yeah. And I get to the other side, and there's only one man over there looking like a Brooklyn hipster, just absolute socialite times 400, blowing O's out of his vape. And all of a sudden, (laughs) there was just heat coming out of his mouth towards me. I was going to compliment him on the incredible job that he does on Mondays and Tuesdays and how his look is very nice and I enjoy his voice. But all he could do was be an absolute asshole to me. Wow. And I don't know why. I'm going to tell you why because uh, you and I grew up in rival high schools. Less than five minutes from each other, Corey Graves and I grew up. There There was a point in time no, I'm a flincher too. Hold on, let's not get crazy. Yeah. Someone, someone put this on the chive. I got this right here. Um, yeah. Chive. No. When I, when I grew up, there was a there was a sign in the next town over, which was approximately four miles from my house. Hi, Riri. You're still beautiful. And uh, unmarried, by the way. Not unmarried. Never gonna have sex with that lady. But <laughs> single. I think the get to the point and read this one with a little bit of pride, please. Yeah. I grew up in a city called Monroeville outside of Pittsburgh, and next door was Plum. Where the ballers ball and the players play. 
And we're a great white trash neighborhood. And the yeah, NFL, the NFL kickers grow up working at Rudy's Subs. Um, regardless, yep. there was a sign that said, "Welcome to PA." Oh, uh, don't let the fucking microphone miss this. This is the, <laughs> this is the part. This is what we've been waiting for. Home of Pat McAfee. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. I got arrested. Six days after they put those signs up. That is no joke. My mom went to the grocery store. My mom goes to the grocery store. And the lady at the, that's checking her out in my hometown is like, congratulations on this sign. And your son's mugshot. It was on, it was on TMZ. Good day. Good day. Yeah, my mom left. My mom moved for that. He's literally never spoken to his mother since that day, yeah. which is weird. But... God damn it, Sam! No, I'm shit. <laughs> you stepped on it earlier. Where, yeah. Um, okay. So I want to call pro wrestling matches with Pat McAfee. Uh, and I'm gonna okay. go. All right. Leave. We're getting nice again. We're getting nice. I That's very good. much thank you putting that on the record. By That's the way. nice. I didn't mean that. You're just because you're here, and I can't I be uncomfortably. Know. You know. Wait. Well, is there any? Is there any sort of like uh, insecurity on your part? Because for a long time, yeah. Corey Graves was the guy who got to dress. A little bit different. Wasn't wearing a tie, showing his oh. neck tattoos. Oh. All of a sudden, is Pat McAfee walks, walks onto an NXT TakeOver pre-show. In jean shorts. And, and he's got jorts and Yeezys on. I mean, this yeah. is unprecedented. It was a jort suit. It wasn't. It was a jort Pat suit. Pat, all day he was insisting it was a jort suit. It was a <laughs> shirt, a blazer, and a pair of shorts he bought at American Eagle Outfitters. That is not a jort suit. Well, Sam, I think you were being a bit negative about it. I thought it really came together well. I didn't and say it looked bad. I'm just... Riri, what do you want? Riri's got a question. Who the hell is Riri? Riri That's the unmarried my lady ex-wife. over here. Okay, she's pointing out No Pat one McAfee's. knows what that means. He's got... He, He's Sorry. wearing a, a, a sleeveless shirt with a hood. Oh, you're talking about what I'm wearing. He's gone. He's quit. Corey is just, I mean, he's, you know, Corey. I mean, his goddamn denim jacket hugging everybody on his way out. Yeah. After just burning the house down like Here, that. Here's the thing about Corey Graves, and a lot of you don't know this. On a social level, he's made an art out of uh, leaving at the right moment. When you hang out with Corey Graves, everybody's having a good time. The minute it's time to go, he says goodbye and he walks out. I believe that the minute to say goodbye was probably before he even walked on stage. This is what happens. Hey, man, we were getting pretty intoxicated back there. You, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. See. I Bruce see. Pritchard wouldn't shut up. I mean, I heard 45 <laughs> stories from this guy. I'm going to talk about the things they tell me I can't talk about. <laughs> I see his ass on TV every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a talented guy, though. I'm, I was, it was awesome hearing the story. Sam, by the way, tell me. I don't know if anybody else here has done this yet, but today you have had a day for the ages here at Caroline's. I don't know if any comedian in the history of comedians could say what they did today. You interviewed Alexa Bliss, yeah. Samoa Joe, yeah. and then you've had this entire evening tonight with everybody. You're putting in so much time on his mic, and Gilbert Godfrey right. was in between you he and was. you. He was. I was the, I was the bread creating a Gilbert Gottfried sandwich. He was the meat. That's a loud meat. Yeah. Oh, it was loud. But I think you've done an incredible job. And the fact that these Thank people you. have come is such a great testi- testimony I mean, to you. Such a blessing, and I appreciate you pointing that out. You know, Bless them, then. Bless them. Thank you. The people want to know, Pat, what? explain your journey to the WWE. Because everybody, I'll tell you, I'm not a football guy. Like, I knew you from Barstool. I knew you as an entertaining guy. When I met you, I think we 
clicked instantly. But part of that is probably because I don't know anything about your football thing that you did. Yeah, it, was, and I was it wasn't talking, worth a shit. Well, I was talking to my dad about it, and I was like, I don't know. Pat always says he's like the greatest punter of all time. And my, you know what my dad said? I don't say that. You do. You know what my dad said? What's that? He was a very good punter. So, you know, you got, I was like, oh, maybe he's telling the Your truth. Your dad is stern but fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What Stern but fair. What was the journey for you All right. to get to WWE? Okay, it's a long one, but a quick one. We'll make it quick. This yeah. has been a long night. We're already late. Yeah. Adam Cole. All right, let's not. All right. No, he's, he's a really cool guy. So uh, when I was in high school, I played soccer. I uh, got offered to go play over in Europe. Mm-hmm. Chose not to do that because I had a scholarship to kick footballs. I decided I'd like to take three steps and kick a ball and make millions instead of run seven fucking miles <laughs> and kick a ball. So I go to college at West Virginia. I wasn't great. West Virginia University is known as the Harvard of West Virginia. Right. I went out five, six nights a week, had a great time, yeah. put together a nice little career. We won a lot. I get drafted by Bill Polian to do a position that I did not know how to play, which right. was punter. Right. He tells me, uh, we think you're athletic enough to figure it out, basically. Great. Yeah. First year I'm there, we go undefeated, Peyton Manning, until Drew Brees <laughs> and his dumb baby beat us in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the confetti was flying with him and his stupid baby up there. Yeah. I was miserable. We lost the Super Bowl. I was 22 years old and thought I was going to have a Super Bowl ring. That would have been a quite a off-season. I'm yeah. going to let that be known. Yeah. So then I keep going into my second year. I ride that off season. I got back to training camp after my rookie year. My rookie salary, I think, was like $315,000 or something like that. Righteous bucks. And you get paid during the NFL season. So you get 17 NFL checks. And that is a wild thing to happen. Why uh, do you that say off that? season came up. And it was the first time I had any free time in my entire life. I played soccer growing up all year round. Then college football was all year round. Then you get to the NFL. And it was my first time with any money. And it was my first time with any free time. So I spent (laughs) (laughs) $310,000 from the Super Bowl until the next training camp. I was in Africa, Europe, everywhere. You didn't grow up with a ton of money. No, 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 no. So this idea that it was even possible to spend $310,000 in an off-season for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I went and saw all the things. When I grew up, I was watching Wild On with Brooke Burke. Sure. I remember like five episodes. I'm like, I'm going to all those fucking places. (laughs) As soon as I got money, I was like, I'm going there, I'm going there. I ended up at a place called Coco Bungo in Mexico. Have a good time there. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Made out with a, a woman who wasn't always such <laughs> down there at Coco Bunga. Maybe you, I, maybe you and Jim Norton have more in common than you guys realize. I think you would have done the same thing I did at the time. The way she looked was incredible. I'm not judging. It's 4 a.m. in Coco Bunga in Cancun. <laughs> That's right. That's Get right. off my dick, Sam. Right. No, you're right. So I had a good time. Yeah. Okay. I had a good time. I, I hit almost every continent. I was all over the place. I rode a camel in Morocco at one point during my rookie year. I chugged tea in the basement of like a rug-making place. The whole place went nuts. I found the guy, you know Moroccan oil? They're I mean, the argon nuts. You know that? Women would know this that are listening. Argon oil, Moroccan nuts. The year before, it exploded in America. I met the argon nut farmer. 
in Morocco. <laughs> Got his phone number, blacked out, lost it. One year later, I get text messages of pictures in all these women magazine about Moroccan's magic oil from Argonne Nut. And my motherfucking guy is sitting there like, I'm the man behind all this. I could have been retired from everything. <laughs> everything because of that. But what happened, Sam? I what? got drunk and made a mistake. Yeah. And that's what happened my second year in the NFL. It was second? our. It was We're our up to year two. That's amazing, the experience. Well, it was our bye week, Sam. Yeah. And it was a Tuesday night. Yeah. And there was $5 you call it all night at this one particular bar. That's great. So I walked in there, and it was me and a couple teammates that will be unnamed because they left me out in the wilderness to be killed. I ordered, the last thing I remember is ordering 100 shots. Okay? <laughs> there was 25 people out at this bar. So you start doing the math. A lot of them weren't drinking. There were some designated drivers. So we were having a good time at this place. I get arrested, 4 or 5 a.m. Okay. Yeah, the witching hour as it's known. For an alleged incident, I was walking home. They said I went for a swim, which is a bunch of bullshit if you ask me, because I have no recollection of any water. <laughs> Now, were you wet at the time? My pants were, and my phone was broken from apparent water damage. <laughs> but I'm a sweater, Sam. You've seen that at the NXT Takeovers. I have seen. That's why you wear shorts. I, exactly. Yeah. I could have, and no sleeves. Right. By the way, vest hoodie lady that refuses to marry Cuzzy that loves you, I think. Yeah. So I have a good time. Yeah. I get arrested. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Never in my life. <laughs> the, um... They had me shackled. Yeah. You gotta relax. No, my, my friends work with me. My friends work with me. But I am just excited for you two's relationship to blossom into something special. But I'm shackled. Right. So I am completely shackled 4 or 5 a.m. Lady, if it means anything, I do triceps as well and a little of these things. I was fat when I kicked because I thought, you know what, I don't want to fix what's not broken. So I got real fat. And then now that I've retired, I've been searching for the juice that I think a lot of these wrestlers are on. I can't find them. But I've been keto dieting all over the place. Good, good. Keto dieting. You mean like natural, like, vegetable juices? All meat. I've been just drinking. All yeah. Yes, I am, lady. What are you doing? Don't encourage her. Somebody says from right behind her. Lady, that's a self-awareness moment that I think we should all learn from. Yeah. So I get arrested. Right. Thank right. you. That means a right. lot. You got this, Pat. You got this, buddy. Don't let the distractions get the best of you. No, see, that's a good time. Like, you guys hate it, but I enjoy that. <laughs> right. Ugh. Right. You got this, bud. Right back there, me and Corey. You guys missed it. All right, Pat. No, not anymore. So Pat. I get arrested. You're arrested. All You're right. shackled. So I get shackled and arrested, thrown in the back of the van. Okay? Yeah. I become headline news right. in Indianapolis because it's the bye week. Jimmy Fallon makes a joke about me. Jimmy Kimmel makes a joke about me. It's the first time the punter for the Colts has ever been talked about in the history of anything. Okay? Yeah. So everybody's just bashing me, bashing me, bashing me. One of my teammates is like, you should start tweeting. 
Right? I didn't even want to do, I liked the anonymity. I liked walking into a bar looking like a little pudgy frat boy with one of my parents' credit card and just buying hundreds of shots for people, then leaving and having nothing to do with it. Okay? Right. But at that exact morning when I got arrested, my mugshot was plastered all over Indianapolis, like two, 3,000 times, because it was just <laughs> bye week and everybody was like, listen to this. Hammer drunk punter of the Colts, and then you have my mugshot pop up. I became an instant local celebrity overnight. Right. Okay? Instant. Right. So I start tweeting. I start talking. Bob and Tom is a local radio show. It's syndicated on 170 stations across America. They asked me to come in because they like my tweets. I start talking. Stand up comedians start coming into the show. I start talking to them. I'm like, these dudes are not fuck funny. Like, if these guys are making millions of dollars doing stand-up, right. this guy right here is making millions of dollars doing stand-up. I won't say his name, right. but there was one particular guy who I'll end up writing like, in a book one day that's like, I met this guy, and I thought he was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> and he was a million... Huh? No, I never met him. It'd be cool if I did. There was another guy. So I start doing stand-up comedy... I enjoy it. My Twitter starts going. Bing, bang, boom. Everything starts happening. My big nose and my blonde hair have a similarity to Triple H. So a lot of people start, after my Twitter follower starts growing after all this, start tweeting at Triple H. Right. Like tweeting at him a lot. Like, hey, here's your like, pudgy drunk son. Here's your pudgy drunk son. And then it just started building and building and building and building. And then when WWE started building out, like, the recruiters, they have, like, WWE, NFL recruiters and shit like that, a guy reached out to me. I was getting surgery on my knee and retiring. They said, we'll keep in touch. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Michael Cole sends me a text. And he's like, hey, Pat, uh, this is Michael Cole from WWE. Don't know if you know me. I'm like... Yeah, I fucking know you, Michael Cole. Yeah, is, <laughs> is this this? I screenshotted an internet picture of him. I Google image it, screenshotted. I sent it. This Michael Cole, and he was like, "Yeah, that's me." I was like, "Terrible suit, but I know who you are." <laughs> I know who you are, and he's just been the coolest guy. He's amazing, isn't he? I Corey Graves said it earlier, and I'm happy it happened. But Michael Cole is the coolest guy of all time. When I retired, CBS said no to me because they didn't like that I talked to adults about adult stuff. Right. NFL Network, everybody said no to me. Barstool was the only people that picked me up. So, like, yeah, Barstool was the only people that let me do it. So Michael Cole, though, Michael Cole being like, yeah, man, like, we would love to have you. And I'm like, are, I actually said, are you sure? And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you just can't swear. I'm like, ah. I will try. And I started a swear jar for my first NXT thing. I raised $13,000. $13,000. I mean, usually a swear jar is like $7, $13. We remodeled a guy's house in Indiana. That's our true story. That's, That's amazing. a true story. Yeah. That's true. amazing. So Michael Cole has just been the absolute man, and now I'm here, and it's really awesome. Now, have you at all settled in? Because, you know, I, I've, I've spent a lot of time with you, especially WrestleMania weekend is your first weekend. Where's the I, bread? Right. That's Goldberg, by That's the what way. I was going to say. Right over my goddamn head. We go into catering. I show you where catering is. It's my first where, time. And you go, you go, Sam, it's Goldberg behind us. Goldberg's here, Sam. He's right behind us. Pissed <laughs> off like he always is. <laughs> just, well, that's just Goldberg. Right here. Like, you're going in the Hall of Fame. Like, right. You're going in a good... Congratulations, you know. 
No, no, pissed off. Does and then he asked where the goddamn bread is right behind our head. <laughs> and I was like, Sam, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I had a turkey sandwich. I'm going to get on my way. <laughs> Catering, though, is a beautiful thing. It's amazing. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It is real. It is legit. <laughs> yeah. Lots of uh, All the food you can eat. Sam eats Lucky Charms. I have my it's rituals. It's But not until after the show. Every it's, time, after every show, dude, it's I have really my cute. cereal. It's really cute. That's what I like to do. That's my ritual. That's what I like to do. I, you know, I sometimes don't eat as much as I should before the show because I don't do that. And then after the show, I go and I have my Lucky Charms and then go about the night, go about the evening. Sam is the greatest co-host in the history of the world, by oh, the way. Oh, come on. And when I say that, I mean it. Oh, come on, Pat. I... I've heard nothing but horror stories about the WWE my entire life from like jaded, jaded wrestlers. They're like, oh, they'll kill you in there. Like, yeah, they, everybody's out to screw everybody. Like, you got absolutely no chance in there. So my first time going in there in WrestleMania, I was like, well, none, none of these people are going to be my friend, but I'm going to have a good time here, at least. I'm just going to have a laugh here or two, see what happens. And then Sam Roberts is the guy that I'm teamed up with, obviously, with Charlie Caruso, who does an incredible job. Incredible. And, and Sam... Sam just like walked next to me the entire time. He tied my tie for me. He was like every like literally I can't tie a tie by the way. That's that's rough. Listen, I got to tell you something Pat. A lot of people think I'm just some asshole. You're really ruining my credibility. They're going to find out. And I would bring things up during the day like just an open conversation and then we would get to the show and I would forget to say it. And Sam would like cut off Charlie and like ask a question like Hey, dumbass, you remember what you said about blah, blah, blah? That's basically what he would say in a question. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, I forgot. Alistair Black, this week, I would have, like, a full quote, and it literally wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for your big brain, Sam. Yeah, but you're, so, also, you're also pretty brilliant. I mean, there's little things. And you can, you can see it. We'll be doing... This is good. This is good. We're going to tickle each other's taints the, here. The two of us together, we're going to do it. The two of us together will be on... The Takeover pre-show. Yeah. This yeah, Saturday yeah. night the on the WWE show Network. WWE. Free for new subscribers. As Pat McAfee once said, they're giving away the company. Yeah, bad decisions. A lot of good decisions have been made in the history of WWE. Just giving away the company is a bad one. We need to take advantage of it. But, you know, at the risk of... I, and I only pull back the curtain because all of you... I appreciate you all so much for coming out to the 200th show, and I can't believe what we've created with this thing. This so I'm awesome. going to tell you this thing that I would never, ever, because I don't like to pull back the curtain, Pat. It's not my thing, but I am going to tell him. It, it, it's something, this is Pat's brilliance. He knows exactly oh where I'm going every time. We've done three shows together every time he knows. He said something about Aleister Black having tattoos on his legs. and he wanted On his to, kneecap. Right, and he wanted to make some very McAfeean statement about how tough Aleister Black is because he's got tattoos on his knees. So he had obviously forgotten his thing. I completely And I go, hey, Pat, as an athlete, what do you think the pain threshold that Aleister Black has? Like, is he going to be able to compete with Lars Sullivan? And instantly, pain threshold, he goes, the dude has tattoos on his kneecap. (laughs) He knew exactly why I asked him the question. And he nailed it. But while you were asking the question in my head, I was like, oh, Sam remembered one of my punchlines. That's, 
that's very rough for me to look in the mirror tonight. <laughs> but I did. You just set me up. I've never been around a human like you. That's like just like a, a Stockton. It's like a Stockton just you, ready to get it a go. You, you know what I have to do one time now just to really throw you for a loop and see your reaction on live TV? Yeah. Steal one of your punchlines. Uh, like when you when <laughs> I got enough of them. Uh, there'll be a, there'll be another one that'll come. That's the true. ADD brain will think of something, That's and you true. would probably deliver it better than me anyway. Oh come on! Sam. Oh, oh come on! Oh oh, oh oh oh! Look at this! Look at this love fest! You didn't that's think going I was going to be able to do that. Look at you! By the way, ladies and gentlemen, from 205 Live, Vic Joseph. What a guy! You know, you do. You hear these horror stories where you're out there, and I don't know if they just treat us nice or something, but you hear these horror stories about WWE. And then you get there, and you got guys like Vic Joseph that show up to your show. It's like family, man. And, and everybody is, like, happy to be there. They treat you so nice. It's amazing. I've never been a part of a, a situation like WWE that is so hospitable. I'm right. being serious when I say... Now, granted, they fly me coach middle seat. <laughs> Look, they're a business first, okay? They're not spending extra money Coach where they don't middle have to. seat. That was a six-email interchange <laughs> that I had with Michael Cole and the travel coordinator for the WWE. I was like, can you just cancel the flight? Like, I'd rather, I'll just get my own. And Michael Cole was like, you're not doing that, you idiot. I'm like, yes, I, I'm not sitting middle. And then the lady would chime in like, we can probably get you to an aisle seat. I'm like, that's good. And Michael Cole's like, no, just take the middle seat. And it's like a chain. <laughs> It's an absolute chain. Yeah. It, it's a wild thing. But everything else, incredible people. I'm being serious when I say that. I did not expect everybody to be so nice, which they are. And it's very, it's a really cool thing, actually. Yeah, I've never had a six email chain about flights because after I've, I've been doing You're WWE. You're five foot four, like 122 pounds. Yeah. But I'm also of the mentality of like, you mean I can really go to the show still? I can go? Yeah, not me. I, I, <laughs> I'm at the point like I'd rather just get myself there. That's right. What I, that's what I keep saying is like, just let me get myself there. Right. And they're like, no, no. Michael Cole basically texted me, called me like a child. Like, <laughs> we're trying to buy your fucking flight, Pat. Like, will you just chill out for a second? I'm like, Why that's on me, Michael. There is question about the degree to which Pat McAfee is an actual wrestling fan. And I mean, I think if you watch the takeover shows, you can see he's an actual wrestling fan. But what you might not know is one of the irresponsible purchases that Pat McAfee made. And I don't know how many of you know this. You know this, where I'm going? One of the, one of the irresponsible purchases that he made, he woke up one morning. He found a truck outside of his house. 18-wheeler, 18-wheeler. 18-wheeler. Truck driver gets out. He's like, are you Pat? Yeah, of course I'm Pat McAfee. Like, you don't know. The truck driver That's says... That's not what I said, by the way. Sam has said that like twice. <laughs> the, the, tr <laughs> the, the He goes, I'm the greatest punter of all time. That did not happen. Yeah. It's the greatest ball kicker of all time. And, uh, and Pat goes, yeah, I mean, I'll sign for it, but what is this? And he goes, it's your wrestling ring. <laughs> and Pat goes, what? And he goes, well, you bought this wrestling ring online. And Pat, at his house, has a wrestling ring. Yeah, currently, yeah. Yeah, I do. It's do, you in use, my do you use it? It's a little stiff, tell you that. <laughs> Apparently, drunk me buys like very bad rings. Because that thing got here and it's like this stage right here. The, I was not the right person to have money. I mean, we talked about it earlier. I spent 310000 in one off season. And that's just like, I, I'm, I know you're supposed to be like super smart with it and all that stuff. Money, I like, with money, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. You're supposed to be, but it's very difficult not to. Just buy very hilarious things. Right. If you have the ability. I was grossly overpaid at my last profession. Grossly. 
I got my parents out of debt. I got my dad out of his job. I got my friends out of debt. I got everybody out of debt. And then I'm just sitting there staring at a bank account. Hey, Vic, chill out over there. So then I'm, <laughs> then I'm staring at a bank account, and I'm like, well, I'm a single guy. I haven't accidentally made any kids yet. I am not, I'm not married. We might as well have a good time with this. And I found the internet. You can buy a lot of things. <laughs> and, and I found a wrestling ring. And that thing got delivered to me three months later. And I had no clue who it was. And he, on the receipt, it actually said, Pat motherfucking McAfee. <laughs> and I was like, man, I must have been so blacked out when I bought this. <laughs> I didn't remember it at all, and that was the name I put in. The guy didn't put it together, so I was just sitting with a bunch of plywood in my barn with uh, like turnbuckles and shit for like a year or so, and then it got put together. And I'll tell you what, real crowd pleaser. Yeah. Real crowd pleaser. What's well, a conversation starter? Some people use like a weird picture book on a coffee table. Yeah. You got a wrestling ring that Pat motherfucking McAfee bought when he was blackout mm. drunk. Yep. Yep, and it's in the barn of bad decisions right next to these two goats from Australia. <laughs> Turns out those are only 200 bucks. Delivery from Australia, $7,500. <laughs> and an aquatic vehicle that is missing its plug. So that shit don't float. So that's just a vehicle. That's what that is. Just a vehicle. Just a vehicle. It's an eight-wheeler, though. It's pretty nice. Well, Pat, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you making the trip out for this. Thanks, man. And being a part of this show. Thank you, man. I honestly, like, I hope you guys understand how much it means to me that all you guys would show up to this show. I literally... I mean, I'm still, I'm not, this podcast isn't on any network. This podcast isn't, it's me in a basement the talking studio. about wrestling. The studio. 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 Oh, Sam Roberts I, told me I have to come stop by the studio sometime. Yes. I'm, like, where's the studio? Is it my, my basement? <laughs> yeah. Westchester. We just say Westchester. Who wants to see Pat McAfee in the Not Sam studio? Yeah, I would like to come in your basement. I'd like yes. to come in your basement. Yes. Definitely. Did you guys enjoy it? Good. Good. I really appreciate you all being here. Uh, be kind to your waiters and waitresses. Thank you for being a part of Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, Becoming Not Sam Wrestling. I'm excited for the future because of all you guys. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. Thank can you all so a, much. Uh, can we get a uh, congratulations, Sam, round of applause for 200 fucking... Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Rate, review, and subscribe. This has been Not Sam Wrestling. Thanks for listening to the show today, guys. And thank you to Ageless Male Max for making it possible and for bringing the men of this country Back to greatness. Their patent pending formula helps boost your total testosterone, promoting greater increases in muscle size and twice the reduction in body fat percentage than exercise alone. Try your first 30 day bottle for free. Just pay shipping and handling when you text the word Prime to 797979 for your free bottle. Text Prime, P R I M E, to 797979. Message and data rates may apply.